Welcome to Nature-Backed Podcast of Singlerf. In this special episode, we are talking with Singlerf founders Merit Valtsalo and Andrus Aasleit. My name is Tarmo Virki. Enjoy the show. Uh, it has been a very exciting year for us. Um, I think mostly because uh, a lot of the bets we've made into the future kind of ha- are, are starting to realize now. So we started uh, from making a huge assumption that we're able to to digitally show the the work that nature is doing in the physical world. And it sounded at first as a, as a crazy idea. So uh, it was like, I think a year or two ago when we first came up with the idea that why don't we describe the entire planet and why don't we just uh, uh, describe everything that nature does. And then if somebody as a, as a landowner wants to join us, we already have the ecological value and the assessments and all of that uh, there. Uh, and at that point, we clearly didn't have a hundred percent confidence that it's it's doable. We can actually pull this off. Whereas today, we now have actually already uh, succeeded in that. So we have the first digital twin ready. We have uh, the land management platform where these landowners can come in, uh, create an account, upload their lands, um, and and uh, and learn about the carbon sequestration in this particular area there. And and by that uh, we have kind of validated that the we can solve this uh, this problem of uh, of the lack of uh, financing going to uh, landowners. We can solve this uh, with a platform like this. So I think this is the most exciting uh, part. Uh, we've also, uh, in addition to onboarding the landowners and creating this platform, we have also minted the first tokens. So that is like the point two that we have already validated. So I, and I, that was like the, the second crazy idea that we at some point uh, came up with, like, why don't we actually roll uh, this, um, the tokens that we're minting out as a currency? Can we create an actual nature-backed currency to the world? And again, we can say that, yes, we can. The world now has the first nature-backed currency, which is called Merit. And it has been minted on the Solana blockchain already, and the tokens are there. Uh, we minted them to the first uh, three landowners, uh, which also proves that it's possible to tie that to the real physical world, mint a currency based on the work that nature does, and issue this to the actual landowners. So, uh, sounds uh, very little, but a lot of work has been going on on the background, right? There's a lot of work uh, that has uh, been put into this. So I think starting from the science part, because um, as we understood when we started the journey, like we, we expected that like we know how nature works, like we obviously must have this information somewhere. But to our big surprise, that was not the case. Uh, we have a lot of satellites, we have a lot of satellite data, we have a lot of uh, research that has been uh, made in, in terms of like how the forests work or how wetlands work, but nobody has ever put them all together in a unified or this like one central place where everybody can just go in and see what the ecological value of a particular forest, for example, is. So I think that was like a huge surprise to us. And then a very obvious thing that we understood that, well, this is something that the world needs to have. Like if we don't know the ecological value of, uh, of nature, then obviously we're not going to be able to value nature for, for everything that it does. So it's just started, started from there. Um, in addition to the science team, uh, which like consists of ecologists and data scientists um, uh, that we have in-house, 
and they have uh, put a lot of uh, work into making this happen. There's obviously a lot of uh, work that has been uh, put in from the technical side to make this scalable because, uh, well, tokenizing or, cre or describing, uh, first of all, the entire planet's nature is not something that's like very easy to do. Like it requires a lot of uh, scalable infrastructure and the technology has to enable and uh, support uh, all of this uh, on quite a big scale. So these things uh, are working. So that there's a lot of effort that has been put into that. And also, as we are uh, playing in the financial field and market as well, then obviously there's a lot of uh, legal regulations and then these things that we have also been working on to make sure that we uh, are compliant with uh, all the necessary regulations. So it's like, I think that the entire team has put in an immense uh, load of work to pull this off. And, and it's, uh, it's quite um, satisfying to see the results and it's, uh, it's all coming together. Tokenizing the world nature sounds like a you know massive undertaking, especially Andrews for the technology side. I mean, is it uh, is it as bad or as big a challenge as it sounds? Well, yeah. Hello, hello from my side as well. Uh, well, I was going through my old notes from the last uh, last year, just uh, just yesterday looking at what state we were one year ago and what did we plan and where have we gone with all this and um, like one of our data scientists once said that everything is simple as long as you don't start implementing it. so I think the last year has been very interesting and challenging because um, pretty much everything what we have launched for now and what we are about to launch is uh, has been there for for more than a year in the in the pipeline but the devil is in details and as with quite fast growth what we did with hiring in eight months 60 plus people and putting them all work on the on the product in the different teams i think the the biggest uh, not even the challenge but the but the most complicated thing has been to have the teams themselves validating the aspects what we what we initially proposed sometimes more than two years ago already because uh, we have been hiring a people who have degrees literally on the topics what uh, what the company is trying to achieve and then what we are putting on the market and it's not always a very simple to turn around every rock to look what's behind it so or, or underneath it so that you would be having a solid proposal which which holds the criticism of the scientists environmentalists and it industry and also reflects where the market of the sustainability and and and, and companies direction and environmentalists direction of how would we save the planet where all of this is going simultaneously so it's been a tremendous work of organizing that chaos into a product which which looks much like we postulated year year and a half ago when we were still <laughs> seven people not 70 but uh, but we are finally we are finally there so it's uh, been hell of the hell of the journey <clears throat> the uh looking looking forward or, or looking in you know middle of july 2022 what's new 
why we are doing this special episode on Singular? Uh, why we're doing this special episode is because as, as we mentioned that we have already minted the first tokens. Now I think the next question I would assume a lot of people might have is like, when can they start uh, purchasing these tokens and when, when can they start to give back to nature? And the answer is that we are actually rolling uh, the first uh, tokens uh, out to the market uh, over the summer, uh, including July. We start from over-the-counter deals um, and transactions, meaning that uh, we don't have a public web where people can just come in and buy the tokens, mostly because we want to learn from every single transaction that we make. We want to talk to the people. We want to learn about their motivation, their expectations, and uh, and all of that. And for that, we are doing this uh, on a very limited uh, scale, uh, but also based on very... Come on, Merit, you're being too modest here. We are doing this special episode because we are finally coming to the market full stack. <laughs> we are coming to the market full stack. And uh, and I think that's the, that's the, that's the point that... Uh, First of all, uh, the first target audience that we start talking to is uh, companies. Uh, so we've uh, received a lot of interest from um, the companies that want to start uh, giving back to nature and they literally don't know how to do that. They don't have any instruments uh, for that, especially those that don't actually have a negative impact on nature uh, directly. So. Uh, we're not just talking about carbon, we're also talking about biodiversity and the ecosystem in general. So if there's a company that doesn't actually have a huge negative impact on, for example, biodiversity directly, but they still want to do their part in making sure that the ecosystem stays intact and they want to have a very uh, verifiable and, and accountable way of doing that, then they kind of feel that they don't have uh, the instruments. So, so we decided that we will start First of all, talking to them and uh, to understand how the uh, merit tokens that we should uh, fit under the ESG uh, requirements or their uh, ESG uh, plans and strategies. So that if somebody wants to make a nature positive impact, then uh, how can they quantify that uh, with the help of merit tokens? So that is, uh, that is the first part uh, that we start with. Then obviously the next thing is that, well, what if somebody doesn't just uh, make a contribution but wants to keep holding uh, the token? Because making a contribution means that we take the token out of circulation and it can't be traded anymore. Now there's a, a huge audience for people who are also interested in holding the tokens. So that is uh, the, the second segment that we uh, start talking to. So uh, we have a community of people around us already who are excited to do that. So we start uh, with them, uh, we make the first transactions to them, um, and, and this is how we gradually roll everything out uh, over the summer. And uh, if everything holds and uh, we kind of validate all these aspects as, uh, as expected, then um, in autumn we will already have a more of a public launch so that the people can just uh, come in and on their own make the purchases. Right now, if there's anybody who wants to also be a part of the first batch, then they can directly reach out to us and we will uh, share the information on how to get involved um, right now as well. Mm. Hold, holding uh, the token sounds very little to the people who are, you know, 
betting for things to go up and down and uh, trade and uh, on on a continuous basis when can they trade them Merit looks like uh, he she wants Sandros to reply answer to that Yes well uh there is this over the counter phase of the trading which takes place and then we gradually launch it to the public market so how it works is that um, we are doing a totally new instrument which never existed before which means that we don't want to issue it to the public trading market immediately otherwise a uh, lot of things could happen good and bad uh, so how we do it is that uh, with the current landowners what we have onboarded and we have a quite substantial amount of uh, of land in portfolio already uh, the tokens which we generate from those lands or the ecosystem services we are putting over the counter market for the companies directly with a fixed price and uh, basically have those tokens appearing in the company's balance sheets as a ESG instruments then we gradually launch it as a semi market from that on which is a controlled market entry mechanism where the first of the tokens for the public access will be launched off as an auction based mechanism so landowners will be sort of doing a reverse auction or, or you almost have like an eBay of instruments and then the third phase would be once the merit token has established itself on the market as a uh, as a crypto instrument then we will open it to the public cryptocurrency markets for public trading as well uh, the timeline of that is uh, something which we measure in quarters rather than in months at the moment because each step needs to be uh, needs to be calibrated against uh, the previous one but uh, with uh, full market market launch we are going to be on the public markets uh, somewhere in Q4 2020 2022 uh, sorry 2022 yeah the uh, <clears throat> the when talking of uh, tokens uh, there's a lot of fuss about the different ICOs. We should kind of make clear there is no classical ICO for single Earth, right? ICOs are instruments where cryptocurrency is launched as a minted coins put to market and often for the fundraising purposes. What Merit Token is, is nothing we mint out of thin air or cryptography algorithms or or something what we i think thin air is a kind of a really appropriate comparison here right <laughs> uh, the, what we mint it from is an actual models from the nature which reflect the work that nature does underneath and this means that we will not be able to do a large-scale ico saying that uh, okay here be your 10 trillion tokens and let's now have them having one euro each and then everybody has given us money and we have now 10 trillion uh, we are minting tokens from the work what landowners lands are doing and majority of this money which is going to be collected from selling those tokens is going back to the landowners so it's not a classic ICO mechanism it's a initial offering but uh, but but not in a classical ICO terms. Mm -hmm. The other word which has come come through the discussion a lot is the ESG. 
uh, in the previous episodes of Nature Back, the investors' opinions of ESG have varied quite a lot. Some of them have been really, really skeptical. Some of them have been uh, saying that you know some of those elements have to be definitely there for the company to be successful in their businesses. What's uh, kind of single of take on ESG? Um, I think uh, ESG as a concept and as the goal of what it's aiming to achieve is, is obviously right. Well, we need to take into account the environmental, social and governmental aspects of running a company. And as long as it doesn't just stick to just reporting uh, on an annual or quarterly basis of like what's your um, footprint or, or the results of your actions, then, uh, but instead it tries to actually start pushing this towards a better uh, situation, then I think it, it actually serves the purpose. I think there's a lot of confusion on the market right now around that. So, so I think this is kind of, uh, it will take some time for companies to adopt this and, and for these principles to become a natural part of, of every people's or every company's uh, um, daily businesses. So I think this will, uh, at first, it will kind of uh, feel like something additional that they have to do, but obviously like the environmental, social and governmental aspects are already a part of every business and it only makes sense to take these into account as well. However, uh, what is always like the danger is, is that uh, companies still continue working as they do and try to find ways how to kind of uh, account things differently and show them uh, as better than they are or, or kind of like quantify things from a different uh, angle and then still try to keep uh, to do keep doing business as usual and this is why we also are putting a lot of uh, thought into what is it that we actually offer to the companies and I think um, the most important part is that we we don't just offer them just one particular instrument we actually offer them a journey uh, to to that finally takes all businesses um, to a, a completely sustainable nature-based economy. We also understood, understand that it's uh, it's a journey that's going to take time, and we have to divide this into phases. And this is why we start from something uh, that already applies to um, to the frameworks uh, that they are already working with. But obviously, we don't just want to give them a way how to just contribute back to nature, but we want this to kind of uh, pave the way uh, to make nature conservation a part of their like daily transactions. So this is literally what we're doing. As we're creating this nature-backed currency, then our goal is to uh, roll this out as an actual currency. So everything that you can do with your money today, you will be able to do with merits as well. Uh, now, the thing is that we can't switch to this overnight so it's going to be a transition period so the phase one uh, can be just uh, contributing to nature through merit tokens the next phase can also be for uh, companies to just hold the tokens and then after that we will see a lot of interesting transactions that will start to happen once the company starts to you know uh, accept merit tokens as a payment currency um, or uh, pay this um, out as a as a, as a salary to go to their employees or maybe to to pay for their uh, expenses. So I think all these opportunities are kind of uh, waiting for us down the line once we're able to start uh, from the same level where companies are today. So I think this is uh, this is the reason why we start from uh, from what companies are already doing today and we take them together uh, with us uh, on this journey 
to uh, that will end eventually with a fully uh, sustainable nature-based economy. And uh, how long does it take before Single Earth will be paying the salary in merit tokens? Uh, we have no problem doing it today. So. Okay. It's a pl- you're, it's a- you're welcome for getting <laughs> your salary in merit tokens. Yeah, I wonder I wonder what would the Estonian taxman say about that. But I think it's an interesting uh, proposition. It is, and I think like... Uh, it kind of like uh, for some people it still sounds like something that is very far away that people will start actually paying and receiving payments in cryptocurrencies but let's be honest if you look at the investments that have been made into developing the the web3 the crypto payment space within the last year and the two years then obviously we will see a lot of change and a very fast uh, developments happening in that space in the coming year because all of these investments are now kind of starting to come to life and we will see a lot of these new solutions which will make this uh, market more mature and these uh, solutions more scalable. So I think the the crypto payments becoming an everyday transactional solution is not that far from us. Like there are way too many companies working on that uh, to kind of uh, feel that this is still just, you know, utopia. Um, I think it's, it's, it's going to be a part of our daily lives very, very soon. Mm. Uh, yeah, putting the, what's the cut on the table or what's the English inc- expression for that? Uh, we're talking about the cryptocurrencies and launching new tokens at, uh, in July of 2022. Um, there's something happened in the crypto market a few months ago and, uh, and many people are still thinking about whether it's uh, how alive it definitely is. What's the kind of view from Singlerf on today's uh, market situation around us? Well, we are going through a second largest crypto winter, and and, and in yeah, depending what you count as a crypto winter, there had been even before that couple of cycles on it. What happens to those markets is that you will be seeing a correction of the instruments, which probably should have never been there in the first place. So uh, people have been speculating the hell out of everything on the crypto market. And a lot of that money has now vanished from the market again. So compared to where we started when the single earth was established two and a half years ago, almost three now, that the crypto market total market cap was substantially lower than it is today after the crash of of the spring 2020 uh, spring 2022 then uh, yes it has lost a lot of its value but um, it's also known to be cyclic and each cycle filters out the instruments that are somewhat important for the world other than just for speculation and if you look at the last crypto uh, cycle 2017-2018 then we see that a lot of instruments which were relevant there had survived the winter and came back as a basic infrastructure components on the on the current cycle and and uh, i'm pretty sure that a lot of instruments from that cycle also will see the next wave happening and, and we've been probably entering in the sort of maturity period with the crypto now where 
we will be seeing it more as an infrastructure rather than just something which allows you to get rich quick because their gains are thousandfold per month and then you sell it and you find your new coin to invest and, and have 100 times return there and then you sell it and, and basically you jump from instrument to instrument just for the share speculation value of this. We we see a lot of money which has been made on the crypto market disappearing to the super yachts and very expensive cars and houses, but we also see a substantial amount of that money going to develop that infrastructure. So there are still a lot of people which have conscious on the crypto market who will put the money collected from the ICOs and then and, and coin launches and NFT launches to develop it to be something which we have now seen everybody promising that it's going to be the future of the fintech, it's going to be the future of the data management and, uh, and the data verification or, or, or integrity. Uh, we're going to see it playing bigger and bigger part because the Web3 was introduced just at the very end of the crypto cycle where people all of a sudden started to realize that the infrastructure which um, cryptocurrencies and, and, and blockchains are providing us gives us a huge opportunity as a very secure and very distributed layer of making a very secure transactions without actually having anybody intervening them or taxing them as a central hub and taxing not in terms of governments but taxing as in terms of uh, fees and, and 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 all kinds of 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 service charges so so i think despite the fact that crypto has lost more than more than two-thirds of its uh, its uh, total market cap today i think the underlying tech is in in, in a quite good the state and everybody is now looking forward to to capitalize on it so you uh, both visited in june the what one of the biggest crypto conferences out there the consensus in the u.s uh, it was still a big crypto party right there it was a peculiar event in a sense that the crypto was crashing literally during the same days the consensus was taking place and if you were in the bubble happening in Austin, then you didn't notice it. There were no people jumping out of windows or or, 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 or crying silently in the corner or, or smashing their laptops, trying to trying to sell whatever is left to sell there. Uh, everybody was talking about an infrastructure use cases. A DAOs was making a, uh, a big, uh, big appearance that different distributed, uh, sorry, decentralized organizations uh, based on blockchain were a big thing. Everybody was, of course, talking about uh, Terra Luna and how stable coins, which are built algorithmically, are not really stable coins. And then, and, and, uh, and uh, so a lot of it, it was almost clinical. Not uh, not emotional there, so which which kind of gives an idea that the industry is pretty serious about it. Mm. So maybe wrapping it up, uh, what's the kind of next big thing for Single Earth? The next big thing is uh, rolling the tokens out. So uh, we've uh, figured out the supply side. Now we're on to bringing this to the market. Um, 
and saving the world. So I think the next big thing is making the first transactions. But again, it's it's just a, a small step towards the big vision that we have, is, which is uh, building a nature-based economy uh, where the currency is literally minted from nature. So we have the currency, but rolling this out uh, as an actual payment uh, method is going to be quite a long but a very exciting journey because we already see the huge impact that it has the potential to create. So, so I would say the next big thing is uh, uh, making the first transactions, getting the first people to start holding uh, merits, uh, the currency of the future, and that alone is already very exciting. Cool. Thanks. Thank you for Thank having you. us. Thank you for listening. If you like the show, please share it with your friends so they will find us too. We will be back next week. Turn on to Nature Backed Podcast. DC, I host the rock podcast, Back to the Arena, the Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the Interviews. Electric Ass. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Electric acid.